Hey there, it's Trish. So for Black Friday, I am so thrilled to offer you a few incredible offers. First up, you can grab one of my signature birth classes, either Calm Labor or Confident Birth Class or the VBAC Lab combined with all four mini companion classes, including the postpartum recovery class, the birth coach class, the newborn academy, and our highly sought after purposeful positioning course. Get all of them for just 148 down from the usual 297 for our main class alone. And for those of you guys who already have the birth classes and are more focused on specific needs, grab our second bundle, all four mini companion classes for just 57. Equip yourself with knowledge, confidence, and the tools for a powerful birth experience. Don't miss out on these amazing deals. Empower your birth journey today. And remember, these offers are only for a very short time. Go to labornursemama.com and pick your deal. My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven and labor and delivery nurse who took her expertise in the labor room and turned it into an online one-stop shop for mamas looking for powerful education and support. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Good morning, everyone. I am so excited about today's episode. One of my very precious VBAC Lab students is here with us today. Jesse. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Trish. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I love it so much. And I really miss you. I do. I miss you guys too. It's been really busy with two under three. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I totally no judgment here for sure. So I'm so excited to have you today. We're going to share your birth story, which is exciting that I am like obsessed with my VBAC students, all my students, but I definitely have such a special place in my heart for VBAC students. And so we're just going to dive in. But I wanted you to start today and just tell a little bit about yourself and about your first birth. Okay. My name is Jesse. I'm 29 years old. I'm a mom of two boys, Bobby P. He's three years old and we have Isaac. He's, he'll be five months on the 15th. So yeah, two and a half years or so between the two of them. My husband's in flight school and I'm working full time. So we're really busy. Um, 
But with my first pregnancy with Bobby, I had a totally normal pregnancy leading up to delivery. And then I was diagnosed with preeclampsia. So I was induced at 38 weeks. And then at 38 weeks, I was induced. And when they induced, we used like Cervidil and labored in like prodromal labor for 20 hours and then ended up going to have a C-section because he kept deselling and he wasn't recovering quickly. So we made a decision before it became emergent that we needed to do a C-section. That was going to be safest for him and safest for me. In the moment, I was like making decisions very quickly as I first time mom, you don't really know. I wasn't super educated in like how I could advocate for myself. And so my husband and I were just like, they're the doctor. They know what they're talking about. Let's trust them. And up having a C-section, I had a lot of like postpartum anxiety and I wouldn't say, I mean, it probably was depression, but I was like super upset because I felt like I was robbed of like the delivery I wanted to have because I worked out five to six days a week. I was eating well. My weight gain was on point. Like I was very healthy, low blood pressure, like the whole time. And then at the very end, it spiked to preeclampsia. So that's what led to the C-section. Yeah. Which probably made you feel like, what did I do wrong? How did this happen? Yeah. Because I was like, I did everything, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. by the book and still didn't get to have the normal, when I say normal, the traditional vaginal delivery that I want Mm -hmm. and work so hard for. And I was like, man, I failed already as a mom and this is not how I wanted to start my motherhood journey. Those are huge emotions to navigate. And then, of course, I've spent a lot of time with you. Most of you guys listening at this point know that we do happy hours with our students and we hang out on Mondays with our VBAC students. And so I've spent a lot of Mondays with Jesse. And so I know a little more about your story. You're glossing over it right now. Part of the VBAC lab is working through your triggers and figuring out Mm -hmm. what could I have done differently and how could I have had a little more control in the situation and understood. And I think that when you have something blindside you like that, mm-hmm. in both of my birth courses, I call that the warning block, the warning signs and roadblocks, because yeah. you don't even know they're coming until you go around the corner and bam, there it is. Yeah. And so you know now that it wasn't your body failing you, but you got pregnant again and decided this time I'm going to make decisions. Yes, for sure. And that's like how I actually found you the day I delivered Bobby, which was crazy. It's crazy, but I did know that. (laughs) Yeah, I found you like literally I was sitting in like my hospital room, like after everything had calmed down from sitting in recovery for like the one to two hours and they were doing his examination and we were texting like our parents and everybody like telling him like he's here. I'm okay. Baby's okay. And I was scrolling through Instagram and like literally you popped up and I was like, Oh my gosh, when I, when it's time and when we want to have a second child, I'm like saved your profile. I was like, I'm going to look her back up when it's like, when we get ready to have our second. Cause I was like, I want it to be different. And I already knew that like yeah. hours after delivery. And was it me doing something VBAC wise? Or- yeah. It, okay. it was like, you had just launched the VBAC lab. Like it was like the okay. very first like launch. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to, we're going to wait. I said, I'm not in the mental space to like, process information right now but I'm gonna save this and so wow that gives me chills honestly yeah it was it was like such a god thing like I like yeah I don't believe in like yeah and so I was like 
okay, we're just going to wait. And then we started trying to have our second and we got pregnant very quickly and found out we were pregnant with Isaac. And I was only five weeks when I signed up for the VBAP course. Like I like, I remember the first couple happy hours I had my grandma in my house and I'm like muted and I have a headphone like plugged into my computer, like trying to listen. And I'm like, I can't tell anything. Can't talk yet. Nobody knows. Like we're super yeah, new. I remember. And it was just like immediately, like as soon as I got access to the course, I like dived in and binged all of the content in two days. I had like a whole, I have the notebook. I like took all kinds of notes. I like worked through all of the things that the biggest thing for me was like working through like the triggers of like my first delivery. And that was like a whole bunch to unpack. So I love that. And I did so much research about birth trauma and navigating that prior to finishing the VBAC lab. And that was really important to me that it was encompassed inside the birth course that we would walk through those things together. And that's why it's at the beginning of the birth course so that you can embrace the next birth and those claws, if you will, don't work their way into the next pregnancy because from taking my classes, fear and anxiety can be a real beast when it comes to your pregnancy and your delivery and your labor and just steal the joy and the peace that you can have. So I love that you did it so early. And for those of you guys listening, because I get this question a hundred times a day, what at what point should I join one of your birth classes or your community? And we have things a little bit different now where you join the birth class, you get 30 days free in our pregnancy or postpartum membership, and then it's $19.97 a month. And we did that because we spend a lot of time with our students. So like, I'm not just fluffing that up. Like we do extra, yeah, we do a lot. So yeah, the community, like, it's so nice to know that even though we aren't all together, like in the same, like I'm in Kentucky. So it's nice to know that even though I'm not able to go meet up with you guys, I can plug into the group and be like oh my gosh we're on night three of no sleep like anybody else feel me that is such a huge thing going through pregnancy having all those other VBAC moms I think there's like four or five of us that delivered within like weeks of each Mm -hmm. yeah and it was just so nice to be like okay how did everybody's 37 week appointment go or week 24 for your glucose test Mm -hmm. it was so nice to be able to like have like that community of women that were like going through the same things and going for that VBAC because not, Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of friends that have had a C-section that were going to have or going to attempt a VBAC. They were just either not trying to have a second child or they were just like, we're just going to do a repeat, which Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just not the path I wanted to try to take this time. Yeah. And I love that. There is so much power in being able to use less words to explain what you're feeling and a group of women to understand exactly what you mean and you don't have to explain the hell out of it because they know what you mean and even some of the other moms that may have experienced a very similar path to yours the for the first pregnancy so we all knew that towards the end of your pregnancy there was fear about your blood pressure going up and all those things that someone else may just not understand especially a first-time mom and so 
I love the community so much and we've definitely amped it up since we've turned it into a membership and we're trying to just like we and we love having you guys in there so that when I have a new student in the VBAC lab I can tag you and say Jesse this girl is going through similar to what you went through. Mm -hmm. You know, that I love that aspect of it. And something newer that we didn't have when you delivered is the labor bat signal, although you did have access to me. But now we do that purposely inside the community where they have access to me and Taylor. Now that we've talked about all of that. So you found the VBAC lab, you're coming to happy hour all throughout your pregnancy. And what are what do you feel are like some of the more challenging times during this pregnancy, which you guys can't see video because we haven't started using video for our podcast yet, but I've got this sweet baby face just looking right at me and I know he knows my voice. Yes, he does. (laughs) I know it because he heard it every Monday. So tell me, what do you think were some of the more challenging parts of this pregnancy for you or do you feel like you breezed through it with confidence from a health standpoint i like i was really sick more often i had covid we probably i, remember. I had i don't I was care. sick. <laughs> okay i had covid yeah. and i got covid and then i got the antibody treatment so we talked through that because that's something that was happening a lot during my first mm-hmm. trimester i ended up getting like stomach bugs And just like navigating pregnancy with a toddler. It's different when you're pregnant and there's no other kids. Like you can go take a nap. Mm -hmm. You can go to bed early. You don't have to worry. But when you have a toddler and you're pregnant, it's a whole different ballgame. I'm barely active. But man, my Bobby was like wearing me out. Like between the hormones and trying to like this big old belly, trying to keep up with him. And then just the hormonal aspect of getting really emotional and just Mm -hmm. dealing with, as I was getting closer to the end of my pregnancy, my anxiety around my blood pressure spiking again. And I didn't even realize, you and I talked through this, my 38-week appointment was coming up and I purposely moved the date back so it wouldn't be as close to when I got induced with Bobby. And it ended up being, I went in on 38 and one, which is when I delivered Bobby. So that way I knew I wasn't going to have a baby that day. Mm -hmm. And that was really like empowering to have a community of women and you and Taylor, like to be like, Hey, these are your options. Educating me on like things I didn't even think about, like moving my appointment. It would have never dawned on me. Like, Hey, you can actually do that. Mm -hmm. Declining cervical checks. Like with Bobby, my first pregnancy, 36 weeks, they want to do a check. I was like, okay, sure. That's normal. I didn't have one until like my water broke. When my water broke. There was no reason. that, Jesse. There's no reason to go rooting around down there. Like I'm not in labor. Because the truth is the baby will come out without us doing cervical exams. We don't actually have to know. I did get pushback from my provider, like, cause it was a stand-in that was covering her cases. And she was like, but don't you want to know if the baby's had down? I was like, actually, if you looked at my chart, I have an ultrasound scheduled next week and you're going to check it anyways. So if anything happens, I'll come in, but there's no need to. And she was like, okay, like, especially with you wanting to be back, you really should be aware of all of your options. And I was like, I am. Thank you. Yeah. I'm aware of more than you are aware of. Let me tell you what I've learned. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I love that so much. And it's so simple to say, but that is why I continued the happy hour. So when I first started the VBAC lab, 
the initial like thing that we were doing is you buy the VBAC lab and you get eight weeks of happy hours. After eight mm -hmm. weeks with the students, I was like, oh, for, forget that. Fudge that. We're going to go ahead and just keep going. So I still have people that are coming that have been coming for two years because right. we became a community for one another, all of us. And the reason I'm saying that is because when Jesse hit 38 weeks or went to this point of when they're wanting cervical exams, there might have been a student prior to her that already navigated speaking up and saying no and here's why and here's my how my provider handled it and this is what I said and then we all chime in and then another mom was like oh yeah mm -hmm. I said this and this is how I did this so you have this yeah. bank of information to pull from and you have us behind you you know that when you get yeah, on happy hour we're gonna be like hell yeah Jesse well I know you and Rebecca and Gina and Taylor were like my backbone when I didn't have one <laughs> Like, I love that. That was something that I just, I struggled with and I've gotten a lot better advocating myself and not, not questioning it, but being like, is this really the best thing right now for me and my baby? And if it's not, let me take a minute. Mm -hmm. It's not an emergent situation. We're not, we don't need to make a rash decision. Let me think mm -hmm. about it. And then being able to go to the group and be like, okay, this is what they said. Here's like my stats or blood pressure numbers or whatever. And then helping me figure out what to do. Navigating through with like evidence, like Taylor dropping those links for like evidence-based birth and being mm -hmm. able to take this to my doctor and be like, actually, VBAC is actually safer for me to try than you trying to give me another C-section. Yeah. And so having those to arm yeah. myself with is nice. Which by the way, is in the VBAC lab itself. <laughs> yes. But yes, when you start at five weeks, you might forget what all is in the course. <laughs> yes. yes. I literally, because I'm like, yeah. I don't remember but everything. It, but it is so amazing because, and I want those of you guys listening to know that one of the things we teach in both of my birth courses is to ask clarifying questions. And if, unless oh. it's an emergency, and you'll know by the demeanor of your staff, but unless it's an emergency, you can say, hey, you know, that I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're suggesting to me. But could you go and print that out so I can take it home and think about it? And then the power of the happy hour is you can bring it with you. And Jesse said, say, hey, this is what's being said to me. And then we can help you navigate finding other studies or proof that really isn't or maybe even proof that they're using that study to an advantage that really isn't yours and so we love being able to ask and I teach my students which Jesse knows to not react in emotion like you don't have to make a decision right then because if you're being told oh you really need to do this and we need to do it now and blah 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 but it really isn't an emergency then you can ask for time and time allows you to move through that initial shock response and emotional response and feeling of, oh, great, everything's going to hell now. And you can move past all of that and be like, wait, okay, wait a minute and walk through it till you're in a calm place and then make a decision in a calm way. And chances are the next appointment you go back to, your doctor's already forgotten about all of that and you're the one that's been worked up. And when you say, oh, I decided I'm not going to do that, they're like, all right, whatever <laughs> yeah and like the next like literally so that appointment where they wanted to do a check and I declined it like the next appointment 
it was the same doctor and she didn't say anything about it, which was great. Cause it was just like, she was like the on-call when I did, when my water did break, she was the on-call doctor that day. And so it was a little, a little nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I know she's not too keen on a V-back. So let's get through the shift change. Yeah. And did you, did she deliver? Yes. No, she didn't deliver, which she's great to each their own, but I would prefer to have someone different. Yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world to have someone who's in a, who's, you you can pause it if you want for a second. And it makes all the difference in the world to have someone who is supportive of what you're going for. And when it comes to having a provider, when we teach in the VBAC lab, the difference between a VBAC tolerant or a VBAC friendly, because really the people who are just against VBACs, they're not going to take you anyway as a patient. So, you know, they're going to want to schedule your repeat cesarean at your very first prenatal appointment for the end of the pregnancy. But the VBAC tolerant ones are the ones that are really tricky to navigate because they present that they're all for your VBAC. But when you start asking the right questions, then you start hearing the, oh, I don't do that, or I do this, or in everything, all the stars have to align for you to be able to have your VBAC birth. And that is not the case because really, you're just another mama who's going to have a vaginal delivery and all the stars don't have to align. Your body is powerful and your body is incredible. And the main thing is just being patient with our body, whether you're a first-time mom or a VBAC mom, period. It's just waiting on your body and being patient and not throwing in all those loops. So I love that. So tell us, at the end of pregnancy, you go past 38 weeks, right? Yes. So I went 38 and 2. Okay. Oh, you made it past that one day. I don't think I realized that. I forgot that. Yeah. All right. So now you're 38 weeks, getting close to when you had Bobby. And tell us about like how you went into labor. What were the signs? Did you have any pre-signs or? So I started the red raspberry leaf tea at 32 weeks. It was in the, it's in the VBAC lab. There's a whole list of things recommended. Yeah. Obviously yeah. talk to your provider, blah, blah, blah. I did that and I did the- e- Little disclaimer there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not Little making disclaimer. any medical claims. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I did the red, red raspberry leaf tea. I did the evening primrose oil, but I only took it orally. I didn't do the vaginal insertion. Okay. And then was I, there a reason? I was did like- You I just had, didn't want to do it? I was nervous too because I they induced me with Cervidil and- it was a newer nurse and it was just a very rough experience. So I had okay. flashbacks and I was just like, we're still going to take it orally. And it worked. Um, okay. I probably would have, if I had gone past when I delivered just to see yeah. that would have helped. But at that point yeah. I was just like, we're just going to take it orally. And if we go past, apparently it worked, it did work. And I took that. <laughs> and then I was doing, I was working out five to six days a week, not nearly as intense as I usually do. And I did, there was like some like yogi, balance inversion challenge on TikTok. So I was like, I'm going to do that. So I did it twice. Was this for pregnant people? Or no, it's just like, I'll have, I'll send you the video after this. But I did the I challenge okay and it was like, you put a foot on a wall and then you like invert yourself and it flips your leg over. Well, I didn't get that far. Oh yes, I do know that. Okay. So you I did like, that at 38 yes. weeks pregnant? Oh yes. oh yes, I did it twice. 
Because I was like, at this point, I'm going to try anything. I want to, like, I want to do this. I want to go into labor. So I went to bed. And my husband's in flight school. So, like, we're in, like, the midst of chaos. We don't know day-to-day life. Like, it's either he's here, he's not here, he's flying, he's not flying. Like, it can change like that. So I'm laying in bed and we're like, went to bed early. Bobby had woken up and he came in our room at four o'clock. And so I got him settled in our bed with us. We co-sleep sometimes. It's no big deal. Yeah, I did too. And so I'm laying in bed and I like feel like, I'm like, oh man, I got to go to the bathroom. And it's like five o'clock and I like stand up and I feel like this trickle run down my leg. And I'm like, oh my God, did I just pee myself? So I'm like, I went to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom and I passed part of my mucus plug, which... That did not happen with Bobby. So I immediately was like, oh, snap, things are happening. Like, I wasn't having contractions, yeah. but I was like, this is a sign. I learned this is be back up. Like, this is this is good. Yeah. I was so pumped. And then I stand up, and I'm walking over to the sink, and I'm like, hey, I got to figure out if my water broke or if I just peed myself. So I'm standing there, and it trickles onto the floor, and it's clear. So I put a pad in, and I coughed, and some more came out. Again, learned that in the VBAC class. Yeah. So I went over. <laughs> That's my I, favorite trick. Yes. Yeah. I, like, went over, and I tapped my husband on the shoulder. I was like, hey, I think my water just broke. He immediately shoots up out of bed. He's like, oh, my God, what do we need to do? <laughs> I'm like, you need to calm down and go back to sleep. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go shower. I'm going to go get everything ready and call because we have another child. I was like, I'm going to call my mom and your mom to get the kids taken care of, Bobby taken care of, not the kids. And I said, that way I can go confirm that this indeed was like a water break and things like that because I didn't know. I was like, I didn't go into like panic mode. I like, I did the dishes. I did two loads of laundry. My mom got here. She helped me fold a load of towels. Like, we were super chill. We went and got food. Like, no contractions no at contractions. this time. No. Which, just a little insert. I do not recommend that if your water breaks and it's clear, I don't recommend that you worry about it unless like six to eight hours pass and nothing's happening. Then you might need a little help from us. Yes. But to each his own. Yeah. So that's probably like where I didn't like mess up. Got the chill. But I had been having like Braxton Hicks like leading up to it. So like I was, I was concerned that like it was going to go from zero to a hundred Cause I do live like yeah. 35, 40 minutes away from my hospital, like where my doctor and provider are. So I was like, okay, so we went and got food. We ate breakfast. We went um, to triage just to confirm that indeed it was a water break. They told me to hang out here. They were running tests to confirm it indeed was my water that broke. Which you already knew that. Yeah. I'm sure you knew yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely yeah. knew that. And so I'm like, okay. And so I hung out in the hospital, the inpatient room, like, I mean, like, LNG and, like, so I hung out there for three, four hours, just, like, trying to do, like, squats and standing up and moving around. You didn't do that? You didn't do the funky move again? No, I didn't do that. I was like, I'm in the hospital. They'll probably (laughs) give me, like, a weird look if I did that. I swear I wish I would have known about this. I would have had you do a reel for me. I have one. I made a reel. I'll send it to you. Oh my God, you have to send it. Yeah. I'm showing this. Yes, okay. totally. Yes. Because I have, I did it 38 weeks and I did it postpartum to show the difference. I've, it was just, yeah, I need it. But yeah. I, so they, this is at eight, nine o'clock in the morning when we're like hanging out. They finally got us a room. And yeah, they finally got us a room yeah. to get you, buddy, at 1230. And then they were like, okay, so since your water's broken and you don't really have consistent contractions yet, 
they wanted to put me on Pitocin. And I was like, okay. I said, that's fine, but I don't want to be jacked up on Pitocin. I said, you can start like low and slow and we can bump it up every hour and whatever is like the lowest reasonable amount that you, that we can agree upon. That's not going to, because I learned that Pitocin potentially can cause these really intense contractions that may not progress you. And I didn't want to be yeah. All. Yeah, because the studies show, which I love that you retained, the studies show that it doesn't have to be this massive amount of Pitocin. That typically, if it's going to work, the low and slow way is more effective. Yes. And so they'd started me on Pitocin at like super low dose. And so in between this, my husband's calling me like every time he lands because he's taking off and he's flying, he's landing, taking off, flying and landing. How's everything going? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Like just hanging out. And who was with you? No, my mom was with Just me. you? Okay. Yeah. Mother-in-law had the baby. Mother-in-law had, had the baby. Body. My mom was with me. And so I was like, please go finish your flight so you can get here. Because he had to get so many hours in before he could leave. And I was like, nothing's happening okay. this quickly. And so after they, I had been on Pitocin for probably two hours, maybe. They were like, hey, do you want us to check? And I was like, I'm not feeling like anything's happening yet. Can we wait? And they're like, yeah, sure. So we ended up waiting until I actually started feeling like more consistent contraction. They had the exercise ball out, and I was like, sit on this, bounce. Then you remember, because I was messaging you and Taylor, they kept losing Isaac's heartbeat because the monitor, because they were like, you need oh, to yeah. get back in bed. And I'm like, no, you just need to figure out how to get what you need. Yeah, I think I told you my trick. Yes, right? the washcloth trick, and they did that. Yeah, yeah. And they had yeah. to, like, they tightened it so tight. I had the like, small bruise, but hey, it's all good. I got to move. It's okay. I bruised. Okay, then. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I was just like, okay. So we were like laboring around and my mom talked to me and my husband had gotten there and I was like getting to the point I was getting like weepy and I was tired. I had been in the hospital, like not in the hospital room, but like dealing with the hospital setting for several mm-hmm. hours. So I got the epidural at six o'clock. And it took them over an hour to place because my back was so tense and I kept crying. I didn't get an epidural with my okay. first, so it was like a totally new experience. Once they got that place, yeah. I was able to like relax and like chill out. My nurses were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. They used the peanut ball and they were like moving me in all these different positions and had the peanut ball. And I went from a three to like a seven by 3 a.m. the next morning which was crazy. Nice. So at this point, we're like approaching, I knew we were getting close to like 24 hour mark, which the water breaking, yeah. the risk of infection and all of that. And they were like, you're doing great. You're progressing. We're not going to force you to go have a C-section. So don't panic. We had switched doctors. So I had a different on-call doctor and a different set of nurses. They came in at 7 a.m. And I was like an eight, almost a nine. Then the nurse, so the nurse texts me. She's, oh, there's another bag of waters. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? She's like, yeah, I'm going to go get the doctor. We'll pop it and we'll get you moving along. I was like, okay, great. They go get the doctor that's going to deliver, ended up delivering. And she's talking to me. She's explaining to me about the amniotic, the little hook thing that you had showed us, yeah. which was super helpful because like yeah. when she walked in with that, I was like, oh my God, it looks like a crochet needle. What the hell is that thing going up? Yeah, I was like, oh. yeah. And as soon as the nurse yeah. gets ready to move the blanket back to pop my water burst. 
all over the bed, all over the floor, all over my poor nurse, God lover. And I was like, job's done here. I'll see you in a couple hours. And so I went from like an eight to a 10, like very quickly. And I will never forget, like I'm laying in bed on my side. I got the peanut ball between me. She just did another check, which I consented to and everything. And she was like, you're at a 10 and a plus one. And I just like sobbed hysterically because I was like, I'm getting cold chills. Because I was like, holy cow, like, I'm doing this. Like, we're doing this. Like, we're having this baby. I'm getting this feedback. Gosh darn it. Like. Yeah. So surreal. It was like, I'm getting all emotional over again. Yeah. That was your little head coming. I know. And so they were like, okay. And I told her I wanted to, like, labor down and that I didn't want to be told to push until I felt like I needed to. Because again, I didn't get that far with Bobby. Like this whole pushing bit, I was like, this is new. And thank goodness I like learned a little bit. I wish I would have bought the push, the pushing, like the purposeful positioning. The purposeful positioning. I wish I would have got that. And I remember I was messaging with you and Taylor and like totally forgot to let you guys know what was going on. Cause like I got in the thick of it. And I remember opening my phone. Yeah, I think we, I remember we were panicking. Yeah, because I think the the last message I had sent was like, I was waiting to find out something. I don't remember. I have to go back and look. I don't remember exactly. But so it got to the point to start pushing. I ended up pushing for two hours, 50 minutes or something like crazy. Now, the doctor did say that like, essentially, this is like a first birth again, because I didn't get to a pushing point. And just so don't be surprised if it takes you a little bit longer. You gotta pave the path. Yeah, like you gotta make the way for the baby. Yeah. I pushed for two hours and 15 minutes, and he was born at 2.14 on July 17th. And he was mm. came out screaming. He pooped all over my nurses, pooped all over me. Nice. Super. I call those poopalicious birds. Yeah, he was perfect. And then he latched like almost instantly. And like I ended up having a second degree tear, but so much easier to recover from than my c-section and I just cried I literally looked at my mom and and my husband I was like I freaking did it like I did it like I felt so elated with just like the Mm -hmm. whole thing and what's so crazy is that the pdf that you give us to talk about like our birth preferences because when we make our birth plan like we can't ever say this is a hard yes or there's a hard no like you can't do that like, there's like for safety for you with baby there's not things you can always get I never gave them to my doctor they were still in my bag I got everything nice. on my list besides I ended up using Pitocin which it worked yeah. out great they didn't bump it up past I think the six was like the highest they went At one point, that was like, I don't know how high it goes, but that was like the highest they went. And it was just, I literally, like you had a fearless birth course and I was in there and I was like, I would give birth again. And I'm literally still in diapers. (laughs) It was was like such an empowering experience. Like 10 out of 10, you do it again. Yeah, I love it. And I'm watching your face and I'm like, what are you feeling right now? What emotions are you feeling? Because your face is like lighting up. I'm just like, I. it was really empowering to be able to get, I that, that whole like birth experience was like really healing for me because mm-hmm. I had, I won't say I had the most traumatic delivery with Bobby because I really and truthfully didn't. It was an emergency, but it definitely wasn't what I wanted. 
But being able mm-hmm. to go in the room and have like, educated conversation with my nurse and feel confident when I did push back, can we wait to bump the dose up? And she would kind of look at me like, oh, like about potato? Yeah. So that it's nice to be educated and be able to you know how to ask the questions without being like rude. Yeah, because that's part of my teaching you guys how to communicate with your providers yeah. because you don't want to just be like, this is what I want and I don't really care. You, you want to have an educated conversation. Hello. <laughs> Little grunter. You you want to be able to have an educated conversation with your providers and be respectful, but not be wishy-washy. And that's what I teach the girls, and Jesse knows, in both of my courses, either Calm Labor or the VBAC Lab, is that you're not going to say something like, oh, can you, could you just maybe not do the Pitocin? No, you're going to say, hey, I've learned a lot about Pitocin and I know that this situation is appropriate. However, I would really like you to start with a low dose and then go up by a low dose and let's go. You know, and there's a huge difference because if you come into it with a maybe, they're going to walk all over you, period. Because you're not decisive and you're not steadfast, but you also have to be flexible and you have to listen and get feedback because we may not have covered every single thing that we could cover, but being able to navigate an educated conversation is everything. And I want to address one thing you said, like you, and I see this with all of you guys all the time, is you said it wasn't the most traumatic, but it was traumatic to you. And there's value in that. It's not compared to this or that or the other. When I first started really getting passionate about birth trauma, and this was before I even launched my first course, I would post some stuff about birth trauma. And every single time I would get those people that would be like, basically, they felt like it was only birth trauma if a catastrophic event happened. And that is not true it is in the eye of the beholder so if jesse felt traumatized it isn't up to me or anyone else to say oh that's not very traumatizing it's up to jesse to know and it can be as simple as someone not listening to you to be traumatizing for you the trauma you know exactly what you said just it was traumatic for me and so working through that it really felt like my whole delivery team was like on my team and they understood, Hey, I do understand that there's some things I can't say no to, but can you help me make the best educated decision based on what I know, based on what you know, and but what's best for me and my baby. And for that education piece and empowerment, I cannot thank you enough because literally like coaches game changer delivery the perfect delivery for me and my baby and best course ever. Like really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And I didn't pay her to say this. I promise y'all. No, I love that. And I love like just the experience for us as well. Taylor and I love you guys. Like you guys know that. Like we're invested. And I say this all the time, as much as my students and now my members in the membership want to meet 
Taylor and I, we will meet you where you are. Like we will come there to you. Like we are there for you if you want us to be. Because some people just do the class and that's that. They don't come to happy hours. And that and that's their journey. But we love the community side of the courses. Like that really is where the power comes from, I believe. And I see a huge difference between my girls who invest in the VBAC lab and now the postpartum happy hour, which Oh my goodness. Like I say this every time I talk about it, like it is it this the postpartum happy hour blindsided me a bit because I did not realize how powerful it was going to be. Yes. And it has been powerful. Yes. It's one thing to go through like labor and delivery, but those first 6 to 12 weeks when you're navigating like new mom life as a mom of 2 or a mom of 3, it's totally different than a first-time mom. Not saying that first-time mom is easy, but it's. I feel like it's even harder because you're like navigating all of it, like the emotions, managing yeah. a toddler, managing a baby. And it's so nice to have that community to like, oh my gosh, you guys, how are we going to get through that? What did you do? Yeah. And it's good for the first-time moms on the postpartum happy hour as well, because when they're, they're it's a safe place and they can say, this is genu- This is what I'm feeling. These are the crazy thoughts. And then one of you guys who are on baby number two be like, girl, I felt that way. I thought those things. It's okay. Yes. You're going to move through that. But we also are able to lay eyes on you guys and say, okay, you need to take more. You need more. Mm-hmm. You need to step up and get, not step up, but you need to step up the game plan. Yes. Like the game plan needs to be more intense for yeah. you. And I love it. We have one this Thursday, <laughs> which I love. And for those of you guys listening, both of the birth courses, the VBAC Lab and Calm Labor Confident Birth come with 30 days inside of our pregnancy and postpartum membership. And then after that, it's 1997. Now for other, now I feel like the earlier you join the birth classes, the better. However, if you're not ready to take a birth class or you're in your postpartum and you're sitting there with your boobs leaking and you're crying and you're lonely, then you can join the membership for a dollar trial for seven days and then it's $19.97. And if you decide to join one of the birth classes, we have a nice little coupon for our members. But get in there, hang out with us. If you try the membership and you don't actually participate, it's not going to be anything for you. But if you get in there, we have tons of resources, downloads. We have all the workshop videos. Tonight, I'm doing one on how to prep your body for labor through self-induction or getting prepped for a labor induction. And once we record it, Jesse, they're all recorded and held in the library so that you can watch them at any time. And like you said, the Fearless Birth Experience. And I love that you came to it. Newly new mom coming. We love events and educating and workshops and hanging out and all those things that's definitely my passion for sure but so here's what I'm going to expect from you a video so I can see this position so one last question for you if one of these moms know especially one of my cesarean moms who are considering a VBAC like what is like something you would say to them what would you if you met a mama who is considering getting pregnant again or newly pregnant again after cesarean? I would definitely say that as a C-section mama, like your next birth doesn't have to be determined by your first birth and really suiting yourself up with education through a birth course, whether it's Trisha's, whether it's somebody else's, 
it's super important to get educated because education is important, but applied education makes all the difference. I feel like that was the pivot point from where learning how to advocate for myself with back to education made such a difference. Regardless if I had a VBAC or regardless if I had a repeat C-section, I was prepared to go either way because I knew what what would make the decision easier to have a repeat. And I talked to my husband, I talked to Trish, I talked to Taylor. Like I know how to make a better decision or am I being quote unquote bullied into another C-section that I don't want necessarily. So just trust your gut and get educated. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny you said that because I always think back to Krista. She was one of my, with Gina, she was one of the beta testers, like the originals. And I remember when I started this journey towards creating the VBAC lab, which I did it different than most people do. I put out feelers, got 15 beta tester students, and then together I would do a module, they would tweak it out, tell me what, you know, and we've created it. And one thing that I went into this journey thinking was that the biggest fear that you guys had was uterine rupture. But I found out very quickly from the majority of my VBAC mamas that the biggest fear was doing all this work, putting in all this effort, and then ending up in the OR again. And so I was able to start working on that mindset. And Krista beautifully, because and Krista did end up having a repeat C-section of all things, even though she's the one that said this prior to that. And she said, if I go back for a repeat cesarean this time, it will not be done to me. It will be my choice. And I will choose that it's the best thing for me. And I think that has been beautiful to see with my students. Because, you know, obviously not all of my VBAC students have gotten their VBAC. But I will say that once they've processed the emotions, because yes, they're pissed off, they're angry, they're sad if they don't get it. But once they've gone through that, they've realized that they had a beautiful journey and they feel they don't have all these what ifs. What if I done this or what if I done that? Exactly. So that's so good. Exactly. Thank you so much for being here to Jesse and little man who decided to coo and cry and burp and all the fun things. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank of you course, so much. Trish. Now he's a. You guys can't see the video, but now he's completely out. Now that we're done. All right. I will see you Thursday night Yay. at the postpartum happy hour. Thank you so much. Trish. All right. You're welcome. sharing my students birth stories with you guys they are so powerful and on top of that I get so close to my students like I truly love these girls and I would love for you to join us if you guys are looking for a birth class that comes with a lot of community then calm labor confident birth or the VBAC lab is where you're going to find it the links are in the show notes you can always go to labornursemama.com and check out everything that we offer. As always, have a beautiful day and we will see you again next Friday morning. Bye for now.